Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes Podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? I'm doing well. And how about you, David? Doing pretty good. Uh, a little bit of a quiet week uh, after a busy weekend for me uh, up in Tallahassee for state championships, uh, where a lot of Miami commits won games at Dope Campbell Stadium. Um, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit at the end, but we've actually got a lot to get to here. Um, it is bowl week, sort of. Miami is set to play December 29th. Actually, a week from today, as we are recording, it is almost exactly a week, uh, right? That's a 5.30 kickoff. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Um, Miami headed up to Orlando for the Cheez-It Bowl, which uh, to me sounds a lot less prestigious than the uh, Camping World Bowl. Not that Camping World Bowl sounds particularly prestigious, but there's something about Cheez-It Bowl that just makes it sound like it's a nothing bowl game. When it's actually a pretty big, good game, you know, a top 25 matchup uh, in yeah, Orlando. It, it, it is. Um, Oklahoma State, right? I, I... I don't actually, I haven't really seen them too much this season at all. I yeah, I haven't watched a lot of Big Ten at all this year, for whatever reason. Right. Uh, Big 12. Sorry, Big 12. Big 12. I've watched a lot of Big Ten when they've played. Right, I'm sure you watched a lot of Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me, yeah, me neither. Um, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think, actually, Oklahoma State is uh, favored, at least yesterday was Started out at three as three oh, point yeah? fave. Yep. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I figured I kind of assumed it was going to be a, a good game. We'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, I guess the the big story on it, though is is kind of all the opt outs. Uh, we'll we'll get to that obviously as well. A couple of Miami guys going pro. Um, but let's start big picture. I guess you know it's a bowl game. Miami has not typically done well in these bowl games. Uh, what is it? One win in the last. What is it, like 18 years, 17 years, something like that? Oh, they, well, they, yeah, they they won in 2006. I was at and that one. And then won in 2000, <laughs> what, the last time they were in this bowl, when it was the... Against Nevada, the, and then, and then well, that, that one was in the... Was uh, it the Camping World by then, or was it the Russell Athletic at that point? It's they been, won in, at that, in 2000, no, they, in, in 2006... Um, that was the Sun Bowl, right? No, 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 no. I, I think it was the MPC. Let me look right. Computer Bowl. Let's see. Doesn't um, matter. The, yeah, the... No, it matters. It matters. MPC Computers Bowl. Yeah, I remember that one. I got a little. I think I got a scarf with. That's MPC. not the point, though. The point is that Miami does not win a lot of these bowl games. And... No, but but they but they won in 2006. I think by one point it was snowing a little bit, and then. And then the last time they won, it was the uh, I th- it was the Russell Athletic Bowl. It was the Camping yeah. World Bowl. It's, the yeah, same it's thing. this same bowl. It had it's had a bunch of different names over the last decade, basically. 2016, that was, and they yeah. beat West Virginia. That was, and that's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. 2006, 2016. Yeah. Two bowl wins, basically, in 15 years. So, um, yeah. the that's right. we've talked a lot over the last couple of weeks about how Miami has finished seasons poorly lately. Um, and obviously, you know, you don't want to make the whole season summed up in one game, especially when it's a game when, you know, Miami's two, arguably Miami's two best players won't be playing with Quincy Roche and Jalen Phillips. Um, right. Oklahoma State's best player, uh, Chuba Hubbard, won't be playing. But considering the way the regular season ended against North Carolina, um, you, 
you never would call it a must win, but man, you would feel a whole lot better about this season if it uh, ended uh, on a win for Miami rather than after an embarrassing loss to North Carolina and then, you know, finishing on a two-game losing streak once again, which has been pretty commonplace over the last few years here. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I It's just there's something about, I mean, that you just want to – you want to see that they care enough mm-hmm. to play hard, which, which is just, you know, horrible last year. The Independence Bowl, I mean, they finished 6-7 and seven last year, but to think that, um, you know, to think that they lost, I think it was, was a 14-0, something like that, to, to, uh, to Louisiana Tech, that was horrible. Right. And, um, you know, you want to feel like they, they care. You know, like the players care, and then and then if they lose again, and then the coaches get slammed. Well, then the other thing is, this is well, Miami's only played two ranked teams basically all year, right? I mean, NC State is, is top twenty-five now, but you know the two best teams they played this year were Clemson and North Carolina, and they got killed by both of them. And Oklahoma State is proud, very possibly the third best team they're playing this year. I mean, Louisville was ranked when they played him, and they ended up... Right, they ended up being not good, so... Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, you really... Boy, I'd really like to see them uh, to see them win, and, and, and the play, the, at least the fans hopefully would get a little more pumped up if it, if it wasn't too sloppy. And, again, if they were engaged and caring, you mm-hmm. know, I think that's important. And, uh, because I really agree... I really agree with Manny Diaz and everybody else in the world who's saying that this season, I mean, it's just gone on too long, man. It's it's just stretched and stretched. Yeah. It's just so painful for those guys that have to get tested for COVID, however, three times a week. And it's just, it's been a struggle. It's been a mental struggle and emotional, and it really has been for, I think, every team in the country. Very difficult. And I think, and that's the other thing we haven't really talked about. Uh, they're still gonna, we're still gonna probably get that report an hour before kickoff. Yeah, I'm you know? sure. Has anybody else tested? Yeah, especially COVID? because, as Manny noted, um, players are allowed to go home for Christmas. At least, at least the ones who can, like, you know, that obviously there's a lot of South Florida kids that can make the quick drive up to Fort Lauderdale or down to Homestead or wherever they live to. Uh, and, and and the thing is, they'll, and they'll, God knows who they're going to be around. Right, like I mean, like Manny trusts them, and he, he kind of said like when we talked to him on uh, Sunday after the bowl was announced that like you know these guys kind of know what the expectations are, they know what the rules are, they've been following them all year. But yeah, as we've you know as we've said a lot of times, all it takes is one slip up, um, not even I a mean, slip I, up. I, they know, I, I, but they're not going to wear masks in their house. Yeah. When guests come for dinner or Christmas dinner or whatever the hell it is, yeah. I, I, there, I don't, I can understand that they're not going yeah. to, and so you just got to pray that uh, everybody's healthy who they come in contact with, um, because, I mean, Christmas, you know, it's, it's like, what, a four days before the bowl? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's, uh, I, I'm sure Manny's going to be really nervous about that. And when they and and I'm not sure how the how the COVID testing is going to go because it's not an ACC team. But I think I think they're still going. I think they'll still 
have the test the same way. Yeah, I would now, think so. A couple days before now, not one day. So, right. um, yeah, I, the whole thing is, uh, I, I'm sure they almost can't wait to get it over with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I remember Derek saying this after they lost to North Carolina, basically like wondering, like, you know, did players kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and not, you know, just kind of, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but basically like not, you know, kind of we're looking too far ahead in the North Carolina game. And then obviously, you know, they looked so unprepared, all that kind of stuff. There is definitely going to be some of that light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing with this game too, where the season is over. Once it, once this game ends, the season is over. Um, and obviously right. it can go two ways where, you know, you've packed it up. You're just trying to go, go through the motions to get through it. Or like we've done this all year. Like let's, you know, all we've got to do is focus in for four more days or whatever. So it really could go either way. But it always seems, tell me if you agree with this, it always seems like the other teams. Right. I mean, that's the big question. I mean, that's why in a lot of ways, like, I, I hate to, like, worry too much about bowl games because, um, you know, they're, they're weird. Like you said, you know, there's a lot of guys not playing. Typically, they've had a really long layoff. Uh, you know, typically finals has been at some point in the middle of it or Christmas and guys have gone home. You know, it's just not a normal situation at all. But the biggest, I'd say the biggest question mark around Manny Diaz now almost two years into his, his tenure is like the fact that they just seem totally unprepared a lot of the time, right? Like those have been the losses. It's been, you know, after a bye week where they either because of coaching failures or motivation failures they lose usually. They've lost almost every time they've had a bye. They they finally broke that skid this year. Um, you know the bowl obviously they they're they're terrible and that was as bad as they have looked in a yeah. long time. Like this is the question that Manny has to answer can be answered at least for now by these guys playing well in this bowl game. Yeah, I mean he they answered. They finally got over that hump earlier this season about the yeah. you know. They came back after what the two weeks off or whatever, and they looked and they got it together, and it was great. Um, but yeah, I agree. For some reason, I it feels like um, it always feels like the other teams, especially if they're not, you know, like in Oklahoma State. I don't know. It just gives me this feeling like they're, that they're going to be all pumped. Miami, Miami Oats. You know, that the, yeah. it's just the Miami name or something. The other guys seem to come in more psyched up. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that'll be very important. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, like I said, it, the, the two things that you can get out of this are basically, like I said, it's probably the third best team they're playing all year. And it is that the, the motivation aspect, having guys prepared. Um, exactly, you know, exactly. Like maybe, you know, maybe they lose because their pass rush sucks, right? Like that would be kind of excusable to a degree. But if, you know, if they lose because, um, if they lose because they're unprepared and, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is every, the most frustrating Miami losses, obviously over the last two years have been the ones where really over, I don't know, as long as I've been around the team have been those ones where Miami just doesn't show up and that, yeah. you know, basically every loss they've had other than I guess maybe Clemson this year over the last however many years, and maybe Wisconsin and the Orange Bowl, you know, have been yeah. games where they just didn't show up. They didn't care. It almost seemed like they didn't care. Yeah. Or, or, or they didn't show up. 
Exactly, and because they didn't show up, like, right away, they just said, uh, what yeah. the heck? And they were, like, weren't even really playing. Yeah, so this <laughs> is a chance for Manny to answer those two big questions. It's can he get them to show up for a game that, you know, they're sometimes teams don't show up for, and can he beat a team that is good, which is the other thing. Yeah, what's what's his best win so far? It's probably NC State this year. They didn't really have any great wins last year. Um, you know, he, he, this this would be probably the best win on his resume since he's gotten to Miami. Especially because it's the last one. Yeah, yeah, it's a bowl game. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, and, and it's non-conference. A, a foreign team to them. Yeah, non-conference. Yeah. A good coach. I mean, Mike Gundy's been coaching there for how, however many years. Like, I know that's, man, you know, man, he's lost to good veteran coaches. It's been the teams that have beaten him. You know, even, even FIU, obviously, like, this is the one time where he's got a kind of a chance to answer a lot of those questions. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yep. And it's a good thing Chuba Hubbard's not playing because of the way the last game went. Very good. Are you kidding? <laughs> Especially, he's a, a he's a very you know he's an elite running yeah, back. He's, yeah, I think he led the nation in rushing last year, and maybe even the yeah. year before. Yeah, and yeah. you have two main guys on defense, or two of them are are going to be gone. So, yeah. uh, so that's definitely one of the other things beyond just like I want to see Miami play well um, and like you know make it a competitive game. I'm excited to see the the next group of defensive ends, right? That's the other big thing that they're going to have to take away from this game. Other than just, like, showing up, playing well, ideally winning, question number two to answer is, what do we have with Jafari Harvey? What do we have with Cam Williams? What do we have with those freshmen, um, the other Williamses? There's three Williams <laughs> probably going to get on the field at defensive end uh, I know, it's amazing, on, right? on Tuesday. <laughs> Especially yeah. because Miami's, what, they've got four – Three spots left to take guys. Like the, the, if those guys are non-factors, and you know Miami could potentially dive right into back. I, I'm not expecting them right now to dive into the portal at defensive end, but we, that could change um, after after Tuesday. Yeah, it definitely it definitely could change. They have to see uh, who they lose and. Um... Boy, that portal, by the way, is dangerous now. Yeah. I saw there's like 800 people already in it or something crazy like that. That's insanity, and they're not all going to get teams. Yeah. And Especially, they're going to have to, I bet they change that counter rule. They have to change it in some way, but that's... Yeah, and then they're going <laughs> to have no choice but to go back to the the same team, and the same team has to accept them back. And yeah. 
that's going to be really, really tough because um, mm-hmm. those three spots are so important, and I know they're looking at whatever cornerback and, and maybe a, an elite offensive lineman. just depends. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to see, you know, Jafari Harvey is a guy that I think everyone's going to have their eyes on, right? Like that's because yeah. he's the guy who theoretically could step up and be that next guy at defensive end um, after, you know, every year Miami's got one of them. And right now they're they're totally unproven going into next year. So this is uh, a huge spot for him. And, you know, Kim Williams, I think, has, has played well down the stretch too. I feel like I've heard his name mentioned a lot just like watching. Uh-huh. Um, and then those two freshmen are both really interesting. I mean, Chance Williams is one of the best guys in that recruiting class they had last year, and we just have not seen him pretty much at all. So, um, Yeah, true. Um, too many Williams. Yeah, a lot of Williams. C. Williams. C. Period Williams. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, th- th- think about the difference in having two NFL players that yeah. basically yeah, I mean be. the defense could look shaky. Like that would not surprise me if there's some if the defense is not as good as I mean I'm not expecting them to give up a yardage record like they did against UNC, but um, you know we're not going to see that the defense that showed up against Duke when when Duke literally could not block Miami. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's I the just, foundation of everything is that defensive line, obviously. Right. I. I just. Uh, Boy, it just changes the whole off season. It changes the whole off season if they go down with two losses in a row. It just does. It does. I mean, I'm, I'm watching the fans now, and I don't, and I understand. I really do. The fans are just totally fed up. A lot of them are. At yeah. least the vocal ones, obviously, on social media. But uh, they, they've just got to seem like they care. That's all. That they're really trying hard and don't look like they're falling down like a, I don't know, like a weird, I don't know how to explain it. Like people would run and they would just like fall down flat. It was so strange. Yeah, I mean, there are some questions, you know, no matter what their question marks we have going into the offseason, like who are the linebackers going to be, you know, who are those, you know, what's going to happen at cornerback? They clearly need some more depth there. Um you would like to go into the offseason not also having questions about your defensive ends. And, um, oh, yes, and also about does the, te- does the team even have enough pride? Right. I mean, I, I really think all that stuff is important. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, those two defensive ends, Jalen and Quincy, heading to the NFL, um, I, I believe they're the only ones who have officially announced, but Jose Borregales is basically all but announced because he's, he's participating in the Senior Bowl. Um, yeah, and he's, he just found out today he's a he's the Groza uh, award uh, finalist. Yeah. And Luke Miami Hensley. really did have the best specialist in the country this year. I know we like kept kind of saying it and we say that, you know, not really knowing like who the kickers are in the Pac-12 or whatever, but like right. Miami really did have the best specialist in the country this year. Yeah, how could Yeah, exactly. Uh, just unbelievable. When I think about I was talking earlier today to somebody about how last year we were doing all these stories about the kickers. I know. And kick, kick, actually, kickers and how horrendous the kicking game was. Uh-huh. Not punting. Kicking well, and the game. year before it was the punters. Oh, my God, yes. But, you know, and I, I, I could never imagine, like, a, you know, full turnaround like this 
like this season. It's just amazing, actually. Mm-hmm. And Jose, I, there's no way he's staying. Why would he stay? He's going to get drafted, I think. Yeah, I think maybe. so. I mean, I usually know. like one, maybe two kickers get drafted. Yeah, so. and I think he'll get. I really do think he'll get drafted. But if not, he'll he'll be he'll be on a team. Oh, he's definitely making a team. So yeah. he he's gonna go, and little brother will take over. And um, and yeah, I don't think he's making it seem like he might stay. Yeah, I just think they're waiting till after the bowl game. Yeah. To put their social media posts up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it made sense for Quincy and, J- and uh, Jalen to announce because they're sitting out the bowl game. But Jose's obviously going to kick in the bowl game. Um, and I, yeah, unset the ones that that we still have question marks on would be, I mean, Brevin Jordan. I could definitely see turning yeah. pro. Um, and uh, I think he's Mel Kiper has him as the fourth tight end. Uh, it, you know, in his projections. Yeah, he would be a day two pick, I would guess. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, definitely. And or or it just depends. Maybe. D- they want it just round one, right? Yeah, I, I can't. If he's tight end four, there's not going to be four tight ends in the first round. Obviously, it depends. Uh, Brevin's a unique kind of guy where he is sort of like H-back-ish almost. You know, he's a little bit smaller um, and faster, but yeah. He's a second round pick, yeah, I would he guess. Could be, I could see him going in the second, third, fourth, any of those. It just depends, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, so they got him. And all. Yeah. Cam Harris seems to be preparing to make some sort of announcement on January 1st. Um, I, I, yeah, I know. We talked about this, you and I. I, I don't know. Yeah, I understand I mean, I, about running back. Yeah, so that's the I question. I, if he thinks he's going to get drafted, it makes sense for him to go. I, 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 don't, I don't think he is going to get drafted, but obviously there are people who know a lot more than me about NFL draft stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a crowded running back room next year. With the two freshmen. It, it, I can see him saying he's going into the portal, but I don't, mm-hmm. I think, I, I could see him being one of the guys that that tries to go pro or whatever, and that would, I think that personally would be a mistake. I mean, I understand, yeah, I mean, UM has made it kind of kind of clear, but a lot, that they're, you know, that Jalen, who hurt his, um, that who hurt his shoulder and was out, Jalen Knighton, mm-hmm. and and Don Chaney Jr. and they're both true freshmen, but you know they love those guys and those guys were doing very well. And Cam, although he did he did do better, I guess against Duke, right? Yeah, he was great um, in the Duke game. Yeah, he but he he didn't he didn't do that much at the end of the year, a good part of the year, am I, right? He didn't. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty consistently just kind of more impressed with the freshmen. At least the freshmen's, like, highs, right? Like, Cam, I think, was ultimately probably the most consistent, which you expect from a, a junior. But, I mean, once those those younger guys are, you know, if if Don Chaney's getting – he makes the progress where he can get 20 carries a year next – 20 carries a game next, game next year, I mean, it feels like he's kind of – going to be tough to keep off the field. And then you've got a, you know, pretty good running back coming in too in Thad Franklin who I think, you know, he's kind of the big guy that this group is missing. I know I know Cheney's pretty big, but Thad's kind of that classic like bruiser running back like 
between Cheney as kind of your traditional workhorse back, Knighton as kind of like your change of pace, third down guy. He's been a really good receiver this year. Big play, home run threat. And then Thad is your potential short yardage guy in certain situations. Like Cam's great. He's, you know, he's, he's been very good uh, in pretty much all three years he's been here. But he's kind of squeezed out if those guys are make progress. Like the, the gap was not as big this year as you would have expected between a uh, yeah, freshman and a junior. And I, and I think one thing, I, I think he was kind of disappointing personally. And uh, uh, also I think his attitude um, is not really what they want. I think yeah, at least outwardly. It isn't like, it's kind of interesting that two freshmen love him, or at least they talk like they love him. Right. Well, I, Cam seemed too sensitive too worried about you know he you know insulted thinking that people were dissing him or overlooking him mm-hmm. or social media stuff you know too into it you can't you can't be like that it, it too and he never he wasn't really like that before you know and no, well, he was years, always like the ex, the second guy right it, there's some pressure on it being the being the number one right it, yeah but I think he he, he was kind of angry about it and stuff it mm-hmm. just it's not a good look. It yeah, it's was. some of the stuff that, you know, I, I think back to, like, you know, he came in that freshman class with, like, Pope and Wiggins and Jaron Williams. And, um, you know, Pope early in his career was, like, frustrated that he wasn't on the field. But, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, now he's playing more. He had a pretty good year. And you don't see that kind of, like, Twitter stuff anymore from him. And, and you would hope by their junior year – then it'll like kind of keep it all behind closed doors and all that. And and uh, Cam like, had op- the thing is, Cam had opportunities. Right. He had opportunities, and I I I, I he wasn't. And maybe it was the O line, okay, but he wasn't. I didn't think he was doing that well. I didn't think he was any better than the two freshmen, right? Which is you know when everyone's pretty even, and they were ultimately. If you look at their statistics. They're all pretty even. I mean, Cam led the team, I think, in most categories just because he had the most touches. But, um, you know, that's what happened. When That's what Miami strives for is that, that competition, right? And Cam, um, by the way, he did have – like, I'm looking at his stats now, and – oh, no, 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 no. I'm looking at his stats for – his Cam last year, last year, um, had 5.1 – um, yards yeah. a carry, and DJ Dallas had six, mm-hmm. and um, of course I got. I'm trying. This to get year is four point eight. He went down. You're yeah. looking at this year's. Yeah. Yeah. I he mean, was four point eight, but that still did lead the team. Four point eight. Right, and how many touchdowns? Oh, how many touchdowns? Yeah, he led the team in every category rushing wise. 579 yards, 4.8 a carry, nine touchdowns. But, okay. yeah, I mean, like, like you said, those guys flashed, right? When Cheney was great, he looked really good. I guess Cam, when Cam was great, too, he was breaking off, like, long touchdown runs and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, the competition, the gap was pretty small between those three guys, ultimately. Um, especially given that Cam is two years older than those guys. And right. you wonder just, what it looks like I, next year. I feel bad because, I, I don't know, maybe as far as the draft goes, yeah. it'll be very tough, that's all. Yeah. Um, for him. And then and then the other guys, 
out. Although I, my sense is he's going to stay, but uh, but man, you never know. It's Bubba Bolden. Yeah, Bubba so, Bolden, and I mean Mike Harley has been pretty open about him about planning to stay. But I think he finished strong enough that he would be, you know, just with his speed. Um, he would be like in the conversation to potentially be like a late round pick, but it seems like he's staying. Yeah. Um, boy, that would be great because it makes me think that if he's staying, maybe Derek stays. Although I don't know. <laughs> I'm very confused. Yeah. I, I was sure until maybe like a week ago, positive that Derek was turning pro, and now uh, I don't know. I'm now I'm a little more. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Bubba, we talked about this off air, but just, you know, he's obviously got the whole. There's the West Coast Canes contingent, and if Brevin and Jalen are both going, and obviously Tate Martell is out, what does that mean right. for Bubba? I think Bubba realizes he would benefit from another year, um, just like based on you know we've talked to him quite a bit throughout the season, although more more so early on in the year. Um, you know, it always kind of seemed like he knew there was still a lot to work on. And I feel like when he was getting all that hype early in the year, he was, he was always kind of tampering it, tempering, tampering it, tempering it. He was always kind of, uh, pretty open about like, you know, he's been pretty good, but he, he always felt like there was more stuff to work on. And, you know, obviously if he comes back and, and takes another leap, cause I, he did take, a, I think a pretty significant leap from the small sample size we saw from him last year to this year. If he takes one more, then he's a potential, you know, day two pick. He's got all the physical tools, obviously. Yeah, definitely. I agree. He, I think towards the end of the year, he had, he seemed to regress in some yeah. of those games. Some of his coverage, he's had some issues in coverage. He's got like a good sideline to sideline tackling ability, but, you know, there's no. more to it yeah, than that. Sometimes, well, I just mean the range, but he's, yeah, he missed tackles, took bad angles, but he's, you know, he's got the athletic where he can get, you know, he can be your deep safety and he can, if a play goes left, he's right over there. If a play goes right, he's right up. Like, you know, he's, no matter where right. he is, he's, he's getting to the play. He's missing tackles sometimes. He's missing in coverage sometimes. Um, but, you know, that, that's all stuff that you can develop in a way that just his natural, like, length and athleticism, you know, that's natural. I would really love to see him come back, man. I would yeah. really. Yeah, and I think he's got a chance to be the leader of that defense, right? In, in a way that Phillips and Roche were this year. Yes, I 100%. I, I really hope he comes back because mm-hmm. he's a good kid and he's he's smart and he's he's ta- you know he has a lot of talent and a lot of all around talent. Yeah. Fucking kicks and doing all kinds of different things. I think. Yeah. I think. We just got to see what Derek does. Yeah, that's the uh, elephant in the room. And I don't even know if it's an elephant in the room because I guess elephant in the room implies you're ignoring it, whereas this has been, like, the conversation piece really for the last, like, month is what's he going to yeah. do. Really the, last, really the whole season, since we realized what Miami had in him um, and realized, you know, that there's not, like, a clear successor behind him. Um, the question has been, what does he do? What does it mean for Miami? Um and I think we have both been pretty consistent in thinking he's going to go pro or it makes sense for him to go pro. Uh, but as you, I think you were starting to say it earlier when we, we kind of doubled back and started talking about Bubba, like 
you almost think he would have announced by now if he was going to do something or, you know, there's just, it's not, it doesn't seem as obvious as it did uh, two months ago. Yeah, I don't, that part, I, my gut is, uh, my gut is I do, mm, knowing Derek, I do not think he would have announced. He's, to me, he's like the ultimate mature guy. Yep. Really mature leader, and I feel like, you know, where some players, you know, like Jalen, uh, even Quincy, they're no doubt guys, no doubt. Yeah. You know, they're they're getting drafted. Uh, Jalen's gonna get drafted high. Quincy's definitely getting drafted. I don't know when, but pr- I mean, high enough. And but with the Eric, you don't re- you don't really know. For sure, if he's getting drafted, and like this game, maybe, you know, maybe he's thinking, Let, let's just see what happens in this game. I don't think he would say early, earlier than the game he's going pro. I think he's the leader, and he's yeah. going to stay with the team till the end. I, mm-hmm. I really do, that he's intent on. And that's part of his what makes him so great. He's such a leader and so steady and dependable. And caring, really caring and mature, and I don't know. He has. I I I wish him the best. Whatever is the best thing for him, he hasn't been. There aren't really projections for him to be drafted. I don't, from what I've seen, which I hate because I think. I mean, I think he should get drafted, but I'm confused. More in the last two weeks than ever, confused and thinking maybe he'd stay. And in that case. I thought for sure Harley would go, but now I'm thinking the same thing about Harley. Yeah. If Derek stays, maybe he stays. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Derek, we've always kind of said, like, he's just old, right? Like, he's going to be, well, how old is he, 24 right now? 23, I think. 23, so he'll be 24 next season. Like, that's pretty old to be playing college football still. Um, But, and especially, like, you know, if, like we've said all along, the the knocks on him are his height, basically. That's like the one thing you. Other than that, he's been great. Um, yeah, he really has. There, there's yeah. some certain, you know, maybe he could be a little bit more accurate with his deep ball or whatever. But the one knock on him is his height, and that's something coming back for another year won't fix. That's been kind of the stance I think both of us have had most of this year. It's like, what is he really going to get out of coming back for another year? He's graduated. Um, you know, it's he's, it's time well, to start I'll making money. Manny said it. Manny said he hasn't been in a system for more yes, than one that year. that is the interesting thing. And the other thing I will throw out, the name, image, and likeness. Yeah, they talk which, about that a lot. Which is, you know, part of this is he's 24. Like, it's, you know, a lot of people when they're 24, they're yeah, working, right? They've got a job by that, and they've, they've graduated college. Um, you know, you're, you've, you've aged out of college. Like, it's time to, like, kind of go into the real world. If you're, if, you know, if he's trying to finally be like, all right, I got to start making money, whether it's in, you know, the NFL or whatever, he's going to be able to potentially make some money next year as the face of Miami football. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's enticing. You know, that's, you know, it, it gives you just that little bit of, you know, even if you're not making the money that you would on like an NFL th- being a third string quarterback for the Dolphins or whatever, like it's something to tide you over and maybe you. Maybe you improve. Maybe like what Manny's saying, that second year in the offense, um, you take a huge leap forward, or you know, he just 
puts up huge numbers and is a Heisman finalist. And if you do yeah, that, I, like, I, you get drafted. Like, it doesn't matter if you still kind of look like the same quarterback you are. If you're a Heisman finalist, you're probably going to get drafted. Yeah. I don't know if we'll be a, I, mean, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think it would be uh, – might not be bad. Yeah. So let's finish there then. What's your gut? <laughs> you're good uh, with your gut, as you like to say a lot. My gut is he goes. I think mine too. And then the question obviously becomes who's the quarterback next year, but we can talk about that another time. We were going to talk about Jake Garcia, I think, at the end here, but we're running a little longer uh, than we had originally planned. So maybe we'll talk about that uh, in like an off-season episode as we get a little bit closer toward uh, signing the second signing day and, and once we know what the roster is going to look like next year. Um, but until then, I mean, Miami fans, enjoy this last one with De'Ara King, right? Because you never know. Great. Got all missing. Yeah. Agree. All right. Let's wrap up there. Um, thanks, as always, for listening. You can follow Susan on Twitter at SMillerDegnan. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um, anything else? Um, nope. Just ready for that last game. Yeah. And like you said, it, I mean, it should be a pretty fun one, I think. Like, you know, it's a real game. It's just because it's uh, the Cheez-It Bowl doesn't, doesn't mean that it's not like a real game. Especially the Cheez-It Bowl last year, which I think no, was like, babe. wasn't last year the Cheez-It Bowl, I think, in Arizona, and it was like one of the worst bowl games ever played? Uh, I don't know. There were like seven know. interceptions or something. So hopefully oh it's God. not just a cursed name. I hope not. Yeah. All right, let's finish there. Thanks, as always, for listening, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week.